So the big question is this. How are entrepreneurs like us, who don't cheat and manipulate people, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we market in a way that lets us get our products and services and the things we believe in out to the world, and yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Michael Abdo, and welcome to Client Secrets. Welcome to today's episode of Client Secrets. I am so grateful that you are joining me here today. It is actually 8.15 p.m. I am outside uh, a Sears parking lot. My friends are inside right now. They are getting some shopping done. And I realized this would be the perfect time to get back onto the podcast grind because I have not been I have not been recording every day and I want to make sure that I am getting out powerful, truthful, simple, relevant and entertaining information for you, man. So, today I was thinking about it. The past episodes that I've done, I've spent a lot of time focusing on kind of my personal experience, right? My personal experience with personality marketing and how that has revolutionized my business, how that has revolutionized how I see the world, how I see people, how I interact, how I make clients, how I sell to them, and how that has changed my life. And I wanted to be vulnerable and be honest with you, man. I wanted to share with you exactly how my life has changed because I want you to get this because as soon as you do as soon as you understand this and start implementing it you will immediately see changes you'll immediately see growth you'll immediately see breakthrough after breakthrough that's what's happened in my life and I want you to have that in your life and I'm just I'm so blessed that that I discovered this and that this was this was given to me this is I truly believe that this is God's gift that he's given me a passion for this and that he's put me in in this place in this time such as this so that I can I can share this with the world and I can do it in an ethical way I can do it in a way that brings value to the customers and to the clients that it's not manipulative that it's not seeing how much can I take but it's saying how can I understand you better so that I can serve you better and that I want to spearhead this I understand that that I was blessed to come at the beginning of this this disruptive technology that I was blessed to understand this at the inception at the ground level and as this wave takes off as it grows exponentially I want to spearhead this so that it's done in an ethical way so that it's done in a way that honors and respects and benefits not just ourselves but the clients because when we serve our clients and our customers when we sacrificially serve them to the highest degree that is when we'll not just get 
the best income, but more importantly, we'll find the most satisfaction because we can have the confidence that we are serving people to the best of our ability. And not just random people off the street, but we are serving our tribe. We are serving our people to the highest degree that we can. And so this is very personal to me. This is very... I believe in part, not in full, but I believe in part that this is part of my purpose that God has given me, that he's given me this information, he's given me this passion, and he expects me to use it wisely and to deal with it wisely and ethically in a way that benefits all parties to the highest degree. And so, yes, this is very personal to me, and I'm very passionate about it. But the other thing is, like, it's not just about me, right? Like, this has changed my life. It's changed how I view my business. It's changed how I view my relationships. It's changed how I view everything. And that's great. I'm so thankful for that. And I want that. I want you to have the exact same experience that I've had. I want you to know the things that I know. And I want you to follow the strategies that I've followed so that you can have the exact same breakthroughs in your life. That's what I want more than anything. And as I look at this, as I see how this has changed my life, I want to take a step back. Because there's, it's bigger than just me and my experience. And it's bigger than just you and the experience that you're going to have. The breakthroughs that you're going to have. And I really want to look at it objectively. I want to look at personality marketing objectively. And I want to look at it not just the, the, the change that you can have in your life because of it. But I want to look at like as a science. What is it? And when I think about all the nuances and all the details and, and all the, the intricate, intricacies that you can get into, I really want to zoom out and get the big picture and understand it from an, uh, an overview. Because it's, it's, so comp- it's so in depth, not complicated, but in depth. Because, in, in, because complicated is it's hard to understand it's hard to wrap your mind around it's hard to really get and it's not it's simple and it's easy and it's quick to get but there's there's so many nuances that you can explore and that you can get deep into and as that's true that the most skilled marketer could spend years and years exploring the nuances in personality marketing At the same time, it's so simple and so intuitive that the most novice marketer can understand and start implementing this powerful strategy within days, right? And so I really want to explore that. I really want to explore what is personality marketing at its core. And when you look at its core, there's two components to personality marketing there's just two parts to it the first part is 
identifying your customer, identifying your client, right? And the second part, which we'll get to next, is interacting. But the first part, identifying your client. If you think about it, we already do this in business, right? We already spend hundreds of thousands of dollars looking at the demographics of our customers and looking at segmenting and, and, and trying to identify and trying to classify who our clients are. In fact, I just read the other day, earlier this week on Tuesday, I just read that last year, $6.7 billion was spent on market research last year. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, $6.7 billion? How much is how much is that actually? And I, I plugged some numbers and I crunched some numbers and I figured out, like, imagine a $100 bill. Imagine holding a $100 bill in your hands and you're looking straight at Benjamin. And, and you turn it on its side so that you're holding it and it's the height, the height of the dollar bill is as, as thin as a piece of paper. And imagine taking that dollar bill and putting it on the ground. And imagine you had another $100 bill and you put that on top of the ground and you stacked those $100 bills on top of each other until they were an inch tall. An inch tall. You'd probably have like a couple thousand dollars right there. Right? Maybe $2,000, $3,000. If you keep stacking those $100 bills, imagine it gets up to your ankle. Then it gets up to your knee. Then it gets up to your waist. Then it gets up to your shoulder. Then it gets up to its, as tall as you are. Probably got $80,000, $90,000 there. And you keep stacking hundreds. You keep stacking till it gets one story tall. Two stories tall, three stories. You keep stacking till it gets to a small, small skyscraper, maybe 10, 15 stories tall. These are $100 bills stacking up to 15 stories. And you keep stacking and you keep stacking 30 stories, 60 stories, 120 stories. And you keep stacking and you get to the height of the Empire State Building. You think you have $6.7 billion? No. Imagine you have $100 bills stacking up to the Empire State Building. And then another Empire State Building. And then another Empire State Building. And then another Empire State Building. No. Not after five Empire State Buildings do you have enough $100 bills. You keep stacking and you keep stacking and you keep stacking until you get to the height of the tallest object on planet Earth. Mount Everest. Six point seven billion dollars is enough one hundred dollar bills stacked on top of each other to get to the height of Mount Everest. Why? Why would last year why was that much 
money spent on market research. Because market research is the core of your business. Why? I was, I, was, I was really trying to get to the heart of this with my friend the other day. And we were going back and forth and he was explaining to me, he's like, Michael, imagine, like, think about it. Cause you can have the, the best product in the world. You can have the perfect distribution channels. You can have all the capital, you can have everything in place. He said, but if the product you're selling is the best meat, imagine you have the best meat. It, it comes from the, the, the most organic fed cows in the world. Those cows are taken, they're hand taken care of. Every day they have special treatment. They're, they're grown naturally. There's no GMOs, no additions. They're just the perp. Then as soon as they're ready to be butchered, immediately, immediately they're butchered in the, in the cleanest, the cleanest factory, cleanest site. You, you package them. They're shipped out that very night and they're shipped directly to your customer. They get them directly. It's fresh. It's, there's no addition, nothing. It's the best meat that you can find on the planet. And he said, but imagine you are trying to sell that meat to a vegetarian. It's like, that's stupid. Why would you ever do that? It's like, exactly. You can have the best in the world but you have to sell the right thing at the right time to the right person. And market research is about identifying the right person. I was like, that makes sense. I was like, because the more that you understand who your client is, the more that you understand who your customer is, then the better that you can serve them the better you can meet their needs and then the better breakthroughs they have in their life it's like exactly it's like so so let's do market research like let's get on this and he's like well, well let's 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 do that let's look at the current ways of how we can do market research we have segmentation right that you're 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 splitting down your customers and saying, all right, let's let's really communicate directly to them in a way that they understand, so that we can serve them to the highest level. And it's like, well, you look at their demographics, you look at their age, you look at their gender, you look at their income, you look at where they live, you look at all these things, right? And it's like that that information is pretty. You can get that pretty readily. It's pretty available, right? That information's not too hard to get. But there's a problem. That information, although it's helpful, although it's good information, it's not that relevant to influencing your customer's buying decision. 
their purchasing decision, right? Like, think about it. Like, imagine, imagine I'm offering to sell you a list, and I'm like, man, I got this list on here. I got this list of like 300,000 people. Every single person on this list, we have ton of information about every single one of them. Like, this list is worth so much. I have so much data for the people on this list. You're like, great. Like, let me see the list. Let me see what kind of information you have. Let me confirm everything. And then, like, let's get this transaction made. I was like, all right, let's do this. So I, I'm showing you this list. And at, at the top, it says John Albert, right? And, and the first data point is eye color, green. Like, okay. Then you look at the second, the second column of information. Hair color, brown. Third, third column of information. Weight, 260 pounds. Fourth column, height, 6'4". And, and, and you're looking through and you're like, you just keep flipping. It's like body percentage. It's like uh, blood type. And, and you keep looking you're like, what kind of information is this? I was like, dude, isn't it great? You have so much information on these guys. Are you ready to make this, this purchase? It's like, what? Are you kidding me? Unless you're a personal trainer, like you don't need this information. Why would you want this information? It's not relevant to the buying decision, to the purchasing decision. And that's the issue with demographics. The age, the gender, the income, they're not relevant to whether or not your customer decides to purchase or not. Because you know this, you look at your neighbors, and although you're the same age, Although you could be the same gender, although you could have the same similar income, your guises are not, you are not going to buy the same thing as your neighbor. Maybe some of the same things, like the, the, the simple goods that everybody needs, but when it comes down to it, you're not going to have the same values as your neighbor. And so it's like, okay. Well, let's let's get to the let's get information that determines the value of what you personally have, what you hold valuable. So it's like, okay, what? How can we determine somebody's somebody's value? Like, let's let's look at their past purchasing decisions. If we knew the history of purchases of our client do you know how easy how simple it would be to sell to them you just look you're like all right excuse me sir can you please tell me the last 60 purchases you have made where you have made them from how much they cost and why you purchased them from this particular store what you were thinking when you purchased them what needs they met can you please provide to us this information and it's gonna be like um breach of privacy x get out of my face get out of my like creeper no right like we we don't have that relevant that relevant information available to us 
can't ask them for that information because we haven't built that relationship with them, right? And so it's like, how do we find relevant information but also available information, right? We need information that is both relevant to the purchasing decision and information that is available at the time of the purchasing decision. You need both components. And currently, currently there's no information. There's no information that is readily available but is also relevant until this breakthrough and personality marketing. Why? Why is it revolutionizing? Why is it changing the way that we market? Because it is relevant and because it is readily available. What does that mean? There's nothing, there is nothing more relevant to the purchasing decision than your values. Does it meet a need or not? Does it increase my stability? Does it increase my freedom? Does it increase my social status? All of these things, all of these values are determined by personality. As soon as you discover someone's personality, you discover their values, their guiding principles, the things that they make their decisions off of, the choices and the decisions that guide their life are guided by their principles. And you can determine their principles and their values by their personality. Isn't that incredible? Isn't that so powerful? And so the question is, all right, yes, I understand, Michael. I agree. Man, like this is the most relevant information that we can get. But you can't just ask someone, hey, man, what's your personality? One, they're not even going to know, perhaps. Person, what? What are, you, what are you talking about? Even if they did know, they're not going to be like, oh, yeah, man, I'm an ENTP. Like, definitely, man. There you go. They're not going to disclose that information. And so even though it's relevant, it's got to also satisfy the claim of being available, readily available. And here's the most powerful thing about personality marketing. Is that you can determine within a matter of two minutes of meeting a person you can determine their personality. With this strategy, with this skill set, you can determine their personality within minutes of meeting your customer, within minutes of meeting your client. The question is how? It's through the words that they speak. It's through the actions that they take. It's through the clothes that they are wearing because you have to understand that people are always making decisions and that those decisions are always guided by their life principles. And so you're just reverse engineering the choices that they've made. The, the words that they say, what are the topics that they are focusing on? What kind of adjectives do they use? 
their actions. Are they rigid? Are they tight? Are they defensive? Or are they relaxed? Are they acceptive? Are they open? The clothes that they're wearing, is it functional? Is it practical? Or is it dressy? Is it stylish? Is it to stand out? All these things, they're minuscule things, they're little things, but they are decisions that are made. Maybe consciously, maybe subconsciously. Either way, that decision has been made and that decision is not an accident. That decision is made because of the guiding principles in people's lives. And so personality marketing is both relevant to the purchasing decision and it is readily available because people are dying. People are dying to tell us their values, to tell us the things that are most important in their lives. Not their relationships or their possessions or their passions. People want to share those too. But most importantly, people are always communicating to us their principles. And most of us are just too blind. Most of us are just too blind to see or to recognize other people's principles. And that's the first part. That is the first part of personality marketing is identifying. Identifying who that person is. Identifying their personality so you can understand their life guiding principles. See how powerful that is? That is the first part of personality marketing. And I would love, I would love to go longer tonight and get into interacting, the second component of personality marketing. But unfortunately, it is 8.40 p.m. here at night. I need to meet my friends back in the car because they are done shopping. So as of tonight, we will wrap up personality marketing podcast client secrets. That is the end for today. But next episode, we will go over the second component that is interacting. Now that you have identified who your client is, now that you have identified your customer, now that you understand their principles, their guiding principles, their values. Now that you know that, how do you interact with that person specifically? So we will be going over that in our next episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. I cannot look forward enough to next episode. Until then, take care. Want more marketing secrets? If so, then go get your copy of my newest book, Client Secrets. Inside this book, you'll find my top 15 secrets that companies all across the world use to systematically skyrocket their sales by 50% or more.